to Arlington, and we say hey again. Good to see you after the big rousing win by the Astros. Derek Jeter is here, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Kevin Burkhart. And so Houston, after getting shut down in game two, they go to Minnesota, and they just wallop the Twins. And it's kind of interesting because we're talking a lot about the experience from the defending world champs and on the road how good they are. And you kind of saw that day. They hit them early and they hit them often, Alex. Well, we said it all along. For the Houston Astros, the hardest thing, and I think, Derek, you talked about it earlier, is getting through the, post, uh, through the regular season and do it in a healthy manner. When they come to October, this is where they feel comfortable, boys. They turn on the lights, and we asked a couple of those guys to step up, Tucker, Abreu, Bregman, they all did, and then some. I'll tell you what. The Houston Astros, they always found a way to offensively hurt you. I mean, there's no way for a team that has been that good throughout years that you hold them back for too long offensively. I mean, here's a formula that I figured out. You have Bregman, Tucker, and Abreu. We, we, we called them out before the game today. Yeah, and they went 8 for 13, three bombs, eight reviews. Equal, that's why Albert is going to continue hitting. If those guys hit, and then pitch are not going to have to just focus on Arbores. You know, they're going to have to focus on everybody else. Right from the get-go. Right, right from the get-go, Altuve got on. Did, he did not swing into first pitch today, though, Al. He didn't swing at it. But he got on base anyways. And then the guys he, we said, yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's the guys we said. We talked about it. You know, Tucker got the RBI single. You don't play it on the road. You want to score first. And then Abreu, two home runs today. But when this team offensively, is hitting throughout the lineup, good luck, because plus they have the experience. Yeah, you're in trouble. You guys all called for it, and basically everybody you said kind of delivered today. One of those, as you mentioned, Jose Altuve always seems to be in the middle of it, and he's now standing by with Tom Verducci. Thanks, Kevin. Jose Altuve, you got things started with the base hit, a big first inning, but I have to ask you about Christian Javier and the game that he gave you tonight. No runs allowed, one hit. What impressed you most? Yeah, you know, I think he did an amazing job. Uh, it's not the first time he does this for us. He's been uh, really good in playoff last few years. And, you know, during the season when we really needed him, he came up huge for us. And that's what we did uh, today as a team win the game. You get to watch your Don Alvarez every day. What is left to say about how good he is right now? Probably the best hitter in baseball right now. The way he hits his approach. His discipline on the home play, he gets his pitch, and, you know, it seems like he want to hit it out every time. And finally, you're one win away from going back to the ALCS for a seventh straight time, probably Jose Orquidi getting the ball. What can we expect? You know, a big game for us tomorrow. Uh, we're going to go out there and, you know, one hitting at a time, one a bat at a time, and, you know, try to score first and ended up winning the game. Thanks so much, Jose. Thank you, thank you. Back to you, KB. All right, Jose, Tom, we appreciate it. Uh, it's a 2-1 lead for the Astros now, and we have liftoff. Like that, like what we did there with that. You get the idea, right? Abreu, Brakeman, Tucker this series. And the guys basically called those three guys out, and they all delivered, right? Home runs from Bregman, two for Abreu. Tucker delivered with a base hit, scored a run. And that first inning, Poppy, you know, a lot happened there, but Abreu with a monstrous home run, and that kind of set the tone, you know? Crowd's going crazy. Sunday Gray, the race on the mound, that was just like, deflating for them. You know that me and Abreu, we had the same agent. And uh, my agent the other day, right when the playoff was about to start, he told me, hey, Abreu just told me that the season just began for him right now in the playoff. Mm. So happy to watch him perform. But Abreu is a key player. Abreu is a guy that has been getting it done for years. And just watching him perform today, to me, is the beginning of a new era for him. Once you get those homers out of the way, once you get those RBI, once you put yourself in a situation where you put your team to win, you release all the pressure. And I think this is the perfect moment for him to get it done. It's dangerous for the rest of the baseball world. I mean, you got Abreu. This could propel him throughout the rest of the postseason if they continue on. But like I said, sometimes your first year with a new organization, it takes some adjustment. You know, it takes some time to adjust, a new environment. But uh, – this guy can hit. He's always hit. He's always been a big-time player. And now this game here, like I said, it, it's Houston's tough to beat 
when they're all hitting like this. Does yeah. that mean you get a part of the commission with Fernando? Or uh, I don't need the commission for now. <laughs> <laughs> also pretty good, and you know his playoff success is Alex Bregman, who joins us now via headset. Alex, is Kevin Burkhardt and the Fox guys. Good to talk to you again. And we talked about this on the pregame show, and we've obviously seen you enough the last six years. Just the calm, because you guys have been here before, going on the road and knowing that today is going to be tough. Can you just take us through what that's like in a clubhouse with a bunch of guys that has done it so many times before? Yeah, for sure. The guys just uh, they show up to the ballpark, prepare the same way every single day, um, get their work in, um, and this team's very focused. So, you know, we just just try to keep it uh, keep it the same that we've always done, and that's just stay focused, prepare, execute. Hey, Alex, uh, congrats on the win here. Alex Rodriguez here. I'm looking through your stats. My favorite number is 161 games played. I love that. Old schooler. Uh, offensively, my question is, it looked like you guys were very aware of spin. You guys were taking fastballs and crushing breaking balls. Were you? Uh, I think some of the, some of the fastball takes were just, uh, I guess, didn't really see it that well. Um, <laughs> Sonny, uh, Sonny's really tough. Um, he's got maybe five five pitches that are all elite, and um, you know it's just one of those games where you just gotta go up there and battle. And um, thought Abreu put a really good swing on a ball in the first. Um, Altuve two uh, two strike knock up the middle to get us going, but um, overall I think uh, everybody um, really just tried to stay within themselves today. Um, pass the torch to the next guy. And um, I don't I, I don't know off the top of my head if it, we if we hit uh, spin better than uh, fastballs today. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I think it was just a kind of a grind out an A.B. kind of day. My dog, Big Papi right here. Alex, congratulations on the win today, man. Here's the thing. Thank you. We, we, we talk about how much pressure uh, Alvarez and Altuves take away from the middle of the lineup and the question today was, would they pitch to Arvarez? But seeing the reaction coming from the, the rest of the line of you, Tucker, Abreu today, what's that mean to you guys when this guy take the pressure of you guys and now you guys take the pressure of them? Well, both those guys are incredible um, hitters and uh, they can do so many things well in the batter's box. You can hit for a high average and drive the ball to the ballpark from line to line. Mm. And... Um, Honestly, hitting hitting in front, hitting in the middle of both of them, uh, I'm just trying to get on base for Jordan, to be honest with you. Alex, Derek here, just want to say a great game as usual this time of the year. But I wanted to ask you, you, how relaxed is this group when you come into games like this? We've talked about, especially David's talked about postseason experience when you get into these types of games. You guys seem to be stress-free. We saw Jose Altuve on his cell phone right before the game started. You guys all seem like you're just having fun, and, and it's another game for you. So how relaxed are you? Well, uh, I, think, I think, yeah, I think everyone shows up to the ballpark um, relaxed and, and, and focused. And, um, you know, all of us grew up watching y'all play in the postseason, so um, we are having fun. We're living out our, our dreams, um, trying to do what y'all did. So uh, every day that we show up to the, to the ballpark, uh, we're super happy to put on the uniform and go out there and compete. And um, I think this group does a real good job of, of staying relaxed and staying focused and, and knowing um, that it really comes down to execution in the postseason. But uh, it's, it's been fun to, to go out there with these guys uh, every single day and, and hope to keep it going. Alex, last question, very important one. You know, Derek Jeter said, you know, one or two good postseason moments. This was his first postseason question as a member of the Fox media family. I mean, how did he do? Do you feel good about his, his entrance into the media world? Just give us a little take, if you would. Be fantastic. kind. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> um, I, uh, no, I, lo I love y'all's set. I think y'all do an awesome job. So uh, definitely love watching um, the postgame and pregame uh, hype. <laughs> there we go. Bondo! Very kind. He was very kind. He was very kind calling us uh, old. Yeah. By saying he grew up watching us. You were watching us in, in college. That's what you were watching. Yeah. <laughs> LSU, yeah. baby. Uh, Alex, congrats. Always a pleasure. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? The ALDS postgame show on Fox presented by Wagoneer by Jeep. It's all the Texas Rangers who advance to the ALCS for the first time. 
in 12 years with a commanding 7-1 win and a sweep over the Orioles, who had the best record in the American League. And we say welcome to the postgame show. Derek Jeter is here, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Kevin Burkhardt. Congrats to the Rangers on a sweep in an impressive game, an impressive season. A lot to look at here, Derek, but just on big picture, just what they had to go through at the end of the year, right? Going on the road, losing the division on the final day, then going and taking care of Tampa on the road, and they finally get a home playoff game, and it was like a party here tonight. I tell you, they're playing like they have something to prove. I mean, look, everyone doubted them. And then they went and swept the two teams with the best records in the American League. So, I mean, they're firing on all cylinders, whether it's offensively in the starters, the relievers. And there were questions about their pitching staff coming in. But I tell you what, these guys proved everyone wrong. I, I tell you what, the Texas Rangers, to me, still they haven't played at the level that they did during the regular season. I mean, the little break that they have towards the end of the game, the first game against Baltimore, that kind of gives them their mojo back. Yeah. And that kind of like turn on the switch. And during the playoff, Kevin, there's there's situation that kind of turn you on. And, and and I think that's what happened in this series. They're gonna have to bring it on against Houston or whatever they face Minnesota uh, in the next round. But they're looking pretty good. Hey fellas, how about this? You got no John Gray, no Scherzer, no DeGrom, no problem. Mm. But you guys have done a great job of talking about experience. And for me, the head of baseball, Chris Young, getting that man right there, Bruce Bochy. He's a baseball guy. Although he went to Princeton, played 13 years in the big leagues, he needed to go get a guy that he trusts, a baseball guy in Bruce Bochy. To think this man right here, a future Hall of Famer, was sitting at home on his couch for three years, it's crazy. And then he went out and got Mike Maddox from St. Louis, another baseball guy. Gentlemen, experience matters in October, and we see it over and over again. You can't keep hiring people from hitters, uh, from Twitter or X, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that say they know baseball. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, you're Chris Young, you know, your point is brilliant. And he's a, he you know, grew up in Dallas, right? So he goes to his hometown team, brings in the manager who he played for in Bochy. But I think if you look at that big picture, you know, they went last year, Alex, and they, they made the Bay acquisition. They signed Marcus Simeon. They signed Corey Seager to, you know, both a gazillion dollars. People are like, what are the Rangers doing? What are they doing with their money? Looks pretty good right now, doesn't it? It does, and these are two guys that are baseball players, tremendous work ethic, high character, love the game and passion. And look, here he is. When you hear players talk about him, Derek, it reminds me of the way you talked about Joe Torre. It reminds me, Poppy, of the way you talk about Tito Francona. And Kevin, I'm telling you right now, that bond is real and it matters, and especially in October. I mean, if, if... Let's listen. That's one of the most superb things I've seen. The only thing I need to know right now, Hedgie, what's the number on your ass right now? I probably refer myself to old school manager because probably in the era that I play at. But I tell you what, I, I, I play for a couple of managers that instead of they look at me like I was just another player. They build up my confidence. Mm. And when you had a manager who built up your confidence, look out. Because the talent is there. You know what I'm saying? But you need to have the one manager that tells you, hey, Derek, I know you're going through some tough time right now, but I believe in you. Experience, you said it, Al. Experience matters. Experience managers matter as well. But once again, it's got to come from the top of the organization where you trust the managers to make the decisions. You have to trust them. Otherwise... Why have a manager? Let's go here, Poppy. You said pregame show Nathan Ovaldi has onions, to quote Bill Raftery. He was <laughs> sensational tonight. Double honor. I'm telling you right now, Ovaldi is one of the prime pitchers in the game right now. I mean, we've been watching him in playoff. I was honored to be in a room with this guy while he was with the Red Sox. His work ethic, his preparation, his focus. He's in a student of the game. And when I see him performing at this level out there, I'm not surprised there. You guys have it in New York. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't there. I didn't get a chance to play with, with Nathan, but I've watched him. And, and, and the way he pitched in the World Series in 2018. Mm. And, uh, you know, he pitched three games in four days, and he was a free agent at the end of the year after battling some injuries. It just tells you a little bit about him. It tells you about his character, his personality. He wants to go out there. He wants to be in the big games. He did it once again tonight. 
And his hero growing up, I mean, he's a Texas kid. Yeah. You mentioned Chris Young. He's also a Texas guy. But he grew up. I remember playing with him, Poppy, and wonderful young man. Like Poppy said, great character, great work ethic. But he wants to be like Nolan Ryan, and he wants to pitch 100, 120. He is an old-school horse. Well, guess what? With the way this lays out, with a break now, with a sweep, beauty for the Rangers is they can actually pitch him in game one of the ALCS. They get to reset their pitching which is a whole good situation for them, which we'll get to, but just take this in right now. The celebration. So they've got five wins down. They need eight more to win their first ever World Series. They've never won one. They've won two pennants. And you guys have all been here. Alex, what's, what's this vibe right now? What are these guys feeling? And a lot of these guys in this room have not felt this situation before getting a chance to go play for a pennant. Yeah, you know, you go back to Bochy, and the, the idea is that he's a perfect manager for a blend of young players and veterans. But look, what I liked about this, Kevin, is when you looked at them, these guys looked like they've been there before. They had a celebration, but they weren't going nuts. There's a lot of business ahead, and with eight more wins, they can bring a title to Texas. I think that's their focus. And, you know, they should be celebrating, because I think there's a lot of talk with Baltimore losing 100 games last year. These guys lost 101 games two years ago and 94 last year. So they should enjoy this. Yeah. I mean, this is a good feeling, especially for those guys that were there. I tell you what, Baltimore, they earned some playoff experience this year. I will say this, if they come with the same attitude, I know their front office, uh, they're going to make some move to, to get them stronger so they can live through the end. They can probably be a championship ball club next year, adding this experience to the resume. So young. But this Rangers team looking to do it this year. And, I, I, you know, you go back, Derek, you were talking earlier today. Boy, Oils have to jump out early here. It was the opposite, right? Avali came out, had a great first inning, and then Seager hit an absolute missile, and you just felt like, oh, boy. It was kind of an avalanche for the Rangers. But they, especially at home, their offense, they just bludgeon people. Yeah, and, and you know, I think I was sitting next to you when they scored first, and I yep. said, this is going to be a blowout. Yeah, You know, I said because you know, it was important, I felt as though it was important for Baltimore on the road, young team, lost the first two at home. I thought it was important for them to get out on top first. But once Texas got ahead and the crowd got behind them and these guys, you know what they do at home. So it's, I just felt as though it was going to be a blowout. But these guys, their offense is scary. And, uh, you know, they've been riding it all year long. And now the pitching staff is right along with the offense. But, Gene, let me ask you something, and Poppy, this goes for you as well. It's not that they're just bringing in, like, sluggers all or nothing. You know, you mentioned, Kevin, uh, Corey Seager and Simeon. Yep. And, and what's good about them is, first of all, they're complementary set of skills. One is lefty, one is righty. Reminds me of Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker back in the day. I'm going uh, uh, Brad, our producer. Going old like school. Right? Yeah, there old you school. go. But, but they both make contact. They both hit good hit pitching. They hit for contact and power. They hit in the clutch. And that's why this plays well in October. It's not like this whole nonsense of, well, if you play 162, what's going to happen? Yes, you got to build a team for 162, but the point is to win a championship, and Chris Young is building a championship core right here in Texas. Well, as you know, they had the core of the lineup responding tonight, just like Houston did. You have Siegel, you have uh, Garber, and you have Garcia lined up. These three guys came through. By the way, Cody, I mean, this guy's mentality, this guy's mindset during the playoff, it's in another level. Silence of the lane. Silence of the lane came in through. I think, I think um, you said it, Al, when you talk about Simeon and Seeger, I mean, these are guys that don't sacrifice average for power. They put the ball in play. They hit for a high average. They get on base. They play every day. These are the types of players that you build organizations around. And, and it's, it's really, I mean, look, we, we've talked about it. We, we come into these series. We think we know who's going to win. We make our predictions, and half the time we're wrong anyway. But this team right here is fun to watch. And if they continue to play like this, they could go a long way. That was a great shot of Mike Maddox, a longtime pitching coach, and Chris Young, the president of baseball ops, which you talked about, Alex, bringing in uh, Maddox and obviously Bruce Bochy. And on that note, talking about this roster and roster construction, Derek, I, I know how much you think already of young Evan Carter, who was a September call-up, 
then he's on the playoff roster, and then Bochi moved him up to fifth, and he's on base like three times every single game. He's been incredible. Unbelievable. And I think the key is what you said early is he was hitting ninth all year long. Bochi moved him up in the postseason, but he allowed him to get comfortable. I shouldn't say all, all year because he's only up for a month. Yeah, yeah. But, but he allowed him to get comfortable, and now you move him up because he, he's showing that, I mean, first of all, you guys know, being offensive players, he sees the ball early. He doesn't swing at bad pitches. He gets on base. He takes his walks. And and he's, I think, power is going to come as he de- continues to develop. He's another one. So this Texas team is going to be good for a while. You know, Carter reminds me a little bit of Paul O'Neill. I remember when he was, Paul O'Neill was in Cincinnati, Lou would get on him about not hitting for enough power. But, Poppy, you made the same transition. You went from Tom Kelly when you hit the ball the other way, Tito Francona said, hey, big boy. No more hit the other way in spring training for Myers. You said, I want you to hit me a three-run homer. I want you to bring him in. Yeah. But I tell you what, guys. We go back to the experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, Carter, the four months that he had in the big league, okay, you go to the back, okay. We're going to have the big guy protecting you. You're going to watch. You're going to learn. And then the learning process from coming from him mm-hmm. move on so fast that look at where he at right now. But who's doing that? is a guy by the name of Bruce Bochy who That's has right. experience, three championships. This stuff doesn't just happen. You don't it learn it happen. on Twitter. That's you right. don't learn it of making crazy <laughs> videos and, like, getting phony jobs. You need baseball people. Not saying there's not a room for some of those guys, G, mm-hmm. but you also need guys like Joe Torre and Willie Randolph and Larry Bull and Mike Maddox. These are the guys that taught us three how to be better players. I can't learn from Twitter how to play baseball. I'm sorry, Kevin. Let's, uh, let's go down to the Texas clubhouse. Corey Seager's jumping on with us right now. Corey, uh, it's Kevin Burkhart and the Fox guys, and congrats. And we were just talking about, for you, last year you come over the big news with you and Marcus coming over and you know trying to kind of rebuild this organization. Just your thoughts at that moment, and how good does it feel now to deliver and be where you are? Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's credit to this organization. It's credit to the ownership. You know, going out and getting guys. They had a plan. They stuck to it, and they went out and got some guys to help us compete, and we're, we're reaping the benefit of it right now. Corey, congrats again. It's, it's amazing. There's Alex here. Amazing how easy you make it look. I know you were on our set in Seattle, but what is it about October, and specifically that stadium where you've had so much success, what is it about that allows you to be that player in October? Um, I don't know, man. It, it's This is a team game, especially in the playoffs. You know, with the way we've thrown the baseball and the way our guys have absolutely competed in the batter's box and grinding those guys out. You know, Nate Lowe has a 15-pitch A-B in the second inning that really kind of jump-started this whole thing. So it, it's just a whole team effort, man. We're playing good baseball. Corey, what's up? Big Poppy right here, man. Congratulations on you win tonight. I got to tell you, man, we... <laughs> We just talk nothing but about you here during the playoff. I mean, Alex, Alex, Alex asked you a really good question. What is with you during the playoff that you, you look unvincible when you are not play out there? Um, it's not me, man. You know, I, I, don't know how, I don't know how to say. You know, you just having your teammates back and knowing that your teammates have your back and just w- what this team's been able to do and, and just compete and compete and compete, you know, it, it's contagious. Uh, we've talked about it all year long. You know, we're trying to pass the baton and, and just keep things rolling, and it's really clicking right now. Corey, what's up? This is Derek, man. Congratulations. Uh, you know, Thank what I you. wanted to ask you was you guys had a, I don't even know if you want to say rough series or disappointing series in Seattle. Take me inside that flight from Seattle to Tampa? Because I'm saying you guys are playing like you have something to prove. Am I right on yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were, we regrouped on that flight. You know, we, we wanted to punch our ticket. We did it. We wanted to finish it off and try and win the division. It didn't happen, you know, but we moved on really fast. Um, we knew we had something, we had, we had an opportunity in front of us and we just took advantage of it. You know, we went out and we've tried to play good baseball and we've competed really well. Congrats, brother. Corey, we'll let you run and go enjoy, but just can, if, if you can just tell us what the, what the effect of Bruce Bochy has been for this club and what he's meant to you guys. It just seems like everything is, is just working as one. Can you just give us an idea, especially in these couple of postseason rounds, what Boach has meant to you? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Boach set the tone from spring. You know, he, he's got high expectations, and he holds us to a high – too high expectations. So, um, but just the – the patience, the resilience of how he goes about his business and and being in those moments and staying calm and being there and just having that experience, you know, that goes a long way and everybody feels that in the clubhouse. 
Hey, Corey, I got one more for you, buddy. You know what this <laughs> means right here? Uh, I don't know. I can't see. He, he's looking. He can't see. Can see me. Listen, he's better off. He's got the ski goggles on. Yeah, and the and, goggles on, man. It's uh, potty time. Now, you Corey potty, burn, man. You, know? you earned that burn. Take those <laughs> goggles off. <laughs> Corey, go enjoy, man. We appreciate Thank it. Go enjoy, man. Appreciate Corey, it, guys. Corey, you enjoying us. And the Rangers get to celebrate. It's good to see him. And uh, how good is he? Look, he's, he's humble, obviously, right? He's a kid. He's a team guy. Uh, it's obvious. We've talked to him a lot before on this show. And 17 postseason games at Globe Life Field. Obviously, the 2020 postseason was played there with COVID. And then tonight, the first game back. I don't know. Is a 1200 OPS with eight homers and 20 RBIs good in 17 games? Is that, is that hey, a good number? He's is that a good so number? good, and he's <laughs> so humble. And how lucky is Texas Rangers and Corey Seager to be a perfect marriage, right? And when you, I know Derek, both of you guys like this. He never says the word I, it's always we. Yep. It's always giving everyone credit. That is the mark of a championship player. And don't forget, it was in that stadium that he won a championship in 2020, Pumping. Absolutely. And I had to give a lot of credit to the front office because when they first signed him, it was a lot, it was a lot of criticism yeah. from a lot of people because of his injuries and all the mm -hmm. stuff, you know what I'm saying? And now it's paying off. Mm -hmm. I like what he said to you, Derek, on your question. He said, we use that flight to reset. I thought yeah. that was kind of an interesting mm -hmm. comment. Instead of being down and angry, it was kind of like, okay, re reset the whole thing. Well, you have no choice. I mean, you, you have to deal with what you're faced with. And they were faced with a long trip. They had to go play the two teams with the best records in the American League. But I don't know who they're going to play next. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But yep. whoever it is, better leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, well, they got a problem because there's other guys in that lineup that can hit. We know about that. Well, and we saw that this series certainly in all year long. They were the top offense in the American League. But one guy had really struggled, Nathaniel Lowe, right? He had struggled, and there was a great moment in this game late. It's a monster home run. He celebrated. And a little while ago, he caught up with our Ken Rosenthal. Nathaniel, you were here for 102 losses two years ago, 94 losses last year. How satisfying is it to be going to the American League Championship Series? It's amazing, you know, uh, after getting dominated in two years in this uniform and now being around a group of, of thoroughbred winners, man, we got a good thing going. Uh, we played in a, an amazing stadium in front of a great fan base, and we got really hard workers and winners on this team. So we're excited to, to get some downtime and regroup and get ready for the next one. Your 15 at bat, pitch at bat in oh. the second inning. You lined out. But the team wound up scoring four runs. Do you think it made a difference? I mean, anything I can do to wear their guys down and give our guys a better chance is, uh, is what I'm trying to do. So, you know, maybe the result didn't work for me, but I got a chance to compete. And, you know, I, I was exhausted. And, you know, I kept looking out to check and see if he was tired too. So, you know, 15 pitches in however long, the two and a half, three minutes is huge. And, you know, we're able to grind them down, get them out early, and, and get after the rest of the guys. So we got a good thing going. How much of a difference has Bruce Bochy made to this team? He's amazing. You know, he's he's been in this game for so long and won everywhere he's been. And, you know, he's uh, he's so even keeled and he's good for the guys. And, you know, he's, he's not getting too high, too low. He, he grinds it out through the tough times and he's there for us when we're winning. So he's been amazing. Daniel Crane, congratulations. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Back to you. Yeah, Bruce Bochy's won three World Series, manager of the Giants. He comes back after a three-year hiatus, and uh, he's won a lot, right? I mean, Joe Torre on the top of the list, then La Russa and Bochy with 15, and looking for a couple more. And there are so many examples of why. You guys have documented this since we've been on the air since these playoffs started. But, you know, uh, I, I think about a lot of different examples, but how about something simple just Derek, like Mitch Garver, right? He's rotated that three-hole behind Corey Seager, puts Garver in the other night, hits a grand slam, says when you hit a grand slam, you're in there in the next game. It doesn't matter what the matchup is. And, he, and Garver in there, and he delivers again. Bases loaded, a two-run double. Just like little things like that that you see like from a guy like Bochi. Well, it's having a feel for your team. But once again, you have to have the ability to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I don't want to harp on this, right, because I think we've, we've beaten a dead horse here. But Bruce Bochi has led the San Francisco Giants to three World Series. He knows how to manage. He's a calming influence on the players on the field and in the dugout and in the clubhouse. How many times have you seen Bruce Bochy lose it on the field? Never. You don't, mm -mm. right? Because he stays calm. Therefore, his team stays calm. How many times have you seen Corey Seager lose it on the field? You don't. He's calm. 
It rubs off on everyone else, but it starts with Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy is a Class A manager. He, I have some friends that have played for him. They had nothing but great things to say about him. It's like when you talk about Dusty Baker. You know what I'm saying? Everybody loves playing for those guys because mm -hmm. those guys, they know how to treat you. They know how to manage you. They know how to take you throughout the season. And when this moment shows up, they are quite there to build up your confidence. I love that, Poppy. And both of them, Dusty and Bochy, I'm a huge fan of both of them. Both will be in the Hall of Fame soon. I remember, Kevin, uh, Joe Torrey. I was 0 for 30. And Joe Torrey brought me into the old office of the old stadium. And he said, Alex, you're 0 for 20. You're coming in here 2, 1 o'clock noon. That's not getting any better. Here's a nice bottle of Silver Oak. Go ahead and drink that. If you're here before 6 p.m. tomorrow, you're not playing. Drink that whole thing. I came back with feel, and I got going. I hit a home run that night. The next day, I actually think. Did I you think drink I, the whole thing? I think I drank two. <laughs> but the point is. Did you get drunk? Tori. Yeah, I actually did. But, but Tori, right, like Bochi, like Dusty, 45, 50 years of experience, Kevin, he has the confidence to tell me that. And, Derek, it goes back to feel. Why does everything go back to alcohol? Anyways, <laughs> my point is, I love Bochi, I love Tori, and I love the old schoolers. I'm sorry. I can't wait to the headlines hey, tomorrow. A-Rod <laughs> managerial advice. Get lit, everyone. Get drunk, baby. That's the idea. Hey, it worked. Bottom line is have a feel for your team. These guys are doing it. Bochi's doing it. The Rangers are into the ALCS. Here's the rest of the bracket. Who are they going to play? Well, we'll see. The Astros, we'll get to them in a minute. They beat Minnesota today. They're up 2-1. They're one win away from joining them in all Texas LCS. And, of course, in the NL, the Diamondbacks surprising. Phillies and Braves tied at one. We'll get to all that in a moment. And the Rangers swept them away behind their manager, Bruce Bochy. I got to be honest. When, when we sat down and we talked uh, in Nashville there for quite a few hours, this was uh, CY's vision. He wanted to get this turnaround, and he wasn't talking about two or three years from now. I knew this was a, a really good ball club. I mean, very talented club. You look at the position players, uh, you know, and we needed some starting pitching, and, and CY said, we're, we're going to go out and get it, and I thank Ray Davis for doing that, uh, and, you know, to make this club even better, to give us the tools to be in this position. So even though you talk about it, to be here, you, you, you realize how you know, fortunate, uh, at least personally, I am to be sitting here and be part of this and be part of that team. I just, again, can't say enough of what, uh, you know, what they did here the last week and really all year. And so, you know, to be part of it, I'm blessed. Yeah, I mean, you and you think about the starting pitch. I mean, they, they went out and got Jacob DeGrom. He got a hurt. He's done for the year. They went out and got Max Scherzer. He got hurt in September, and he's been out. They got John Gray, who was good from the Rockies. He's been hurt. But now they're thinking they can have Scherzer and Gray back to join Avaldi and Jordan Montgomery. That's a serious rotation. Biggest question, though, Scherzer and all this playoff success. Will he be able to come back in this ALCS? Max, what do you got? Uh, you know, that... I can only tell, you know, Chris, you know, how I feel. You know, I can only tell CY how I feel and how I'm responding. You know, they had an idea of how they wanted to deploy me and how they wanted to use me and how they, you know, see this unfolding. And so you trust, you trust your general manager, you trust the doctors, you trust the trainers. You know, that was their decision. So, you know, for me, I just roll with it and just do everything I can to be ready for when my number gets called. Are they almost like saving you from yourself? Like if it was up to you, you're going? Um, you know, if you put the ball in my situation, I would, I, I, because I felt good today, I, you know, I would have said yes, but, um, you know, they have a plan. You know, they understand this. They, you know, they're thinking about this as pragmatically as possible. So, uh, you know, for me, it's, now I get a chance to throw a sim game and extend my pitch count. You, you try to get ready as best I can. You're, you're, facing, you're, you're facing the dugout. Man, he sounded like he was in Club Poppy. Let's go. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> can't just... We won the championship right here. What's going on? It went... Playoff time, baby. That's when I chime. One thing. No, campaign. I, I need to ask one question, though, because I, I am new here. I am I'm new. So I need to ask this question. Just It may help out the viewers. Uh, 
What what does Asylum of the Lambs mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Just so I have, I just want to understand. Some context. Yeah, I, I just, I need. Oh, I forgot you're new here. I'll let you know off the camera. <laughs> uh, 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 that's an all-time question. I will go offline with you, Gina. Asylum <laughs> of the Lambs. I thought your question was going to be, do you have to come back tomorrow? That's what yeah, I, uh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I didn't, I honestly didn't hear a word that Max said because I just heard the club music in the background. But... <laughs> But it, so how it's going to be interesting, right? Because it's not as easy as, OK, he's good to go. He has a legit injury and it's going to be, of course, you want him to pitch. Yeah. It's going to be a tough call for the Rangers, I think, because, of course, you want to have him back, but he's got to be healthy. Yeah. And look, Scherz is one of the all time greatest competitors. Right? Yeah. And I think he said all the right things. I want to pitch, but I got to trust the doctors. And that's the right answer. Right. But, you know, Rangers have a good mojo going. And again, Bochy will have. With the doctor's medical clearance, if that happens, I think Bochy will press the right buttons and slot him where he needs to be. But right now, is out of his control. Absolutely. I mean, he, he, they got to be careful with him. They got to be careful. They, got, uh, they are facing a really good situation. Their pitching is doing really good, as of right now. And he's an ace. He's an ace. I mean, if he's good to go, I will use it in a short period of time. You know, because he know how to get it done that way. But I will be really careful with him. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you, you have to make sure that he's ready to go. I, I couldn't hear who asked the question to him, but you got to save him from himself. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because one yeah. thing with Max, you put him on the mound, he's the ulti ultimate competitor. <laughs> he wants to go out there. He doesn't care how many pitches he has. Whatever he starts, he wants to finish. And uh, you have to make sure that he's healthy enough to do that. So Absolutely. I'm sure there's a lot of conversations going to be going on behind the scenes, but uh, obviously Max Scherzer makes him better, but you also have to look out for his health. It is hugely beneficial, though, that at the very least, we'll see what happens with the other guys. You're thinking that Gray comes back. We know Montgomery's you know, done a nice job. You have a Valdi game one, Poppy, you know, because of this layout, because of the sweep. That's a, the fact that they get to reset him for game one and use him at least twice, if not three times, that's a big deal for them, don't you think? i tell you what. You Valdi mindset during the playoff, it's in another level. Yeah. I will, I, I will tell you this, knowing him so well. He would not let anyone start that game on Sunday but him. Yeah. yeah. He's going to want that baseball so bad that I'm telling you right now, I, I would not be surprised if he be like, give me the ball. And, Papa, you and I played with him, you with mm -hmm. the Red Sox, me with the Yankees. You know, for Derek and KB, fellas, let me just tell you something. And, Papa, you can back me on here. One of the greatest guys in the clubhouse, but in my 25 years of professional baseball, is the best arm I've ever played with. Mm. And what I mean by that is he's got a rubber arm. He can throw 150 pitches like his hero, Nolan Ryan. He's available for one, four, and seven. And that's unique for a guy who has that type of power with stuff, but also understands how to pitch and has the durability to take it to the house. Yeah, and because the ALCS doesn't start till Sunday, for Scherzer, you know, you don't know if it's going to make a difference, but realistically, he wouldn't have to pitch for another eight days from now. Ken Rosenthal caught up with Max moments ago. We're here with Max Scherzer and friends. <laughs> Max, you want to introduce your children? Yeah, here? these are my little ones. This is Derek, Burke, and Casey's running around our back, and then Nikki's over there with Mama, so. All right, very good. All here and accounted for. Yep. Max, you've been on championship teams. Yep. This team is going to the ALCS. Yep. How do you see this particular club? We're just playing our best baseball right now. Uh, you know, that's what it takes to win in October is to be hot, uh, get the right bounces, get good pitching, get good offense. You know, you got to do everything, and we, we're doing everything. We're firing on all cylinders right now. So we just beat a really good team. We recognize that, but, you know, there's, there's still a long way to this. Your availability for the next series, mm -hmm. how would you assess it right now? Um, in a pretty good spot, you know. This is honestly the best case scenario for us to, you know, take actually winning three games. Allows me to actually throw a sim game tomorrow, really extend the pitch count in a controlled setting. So, uh, you know, it puts me in the best spot, to be, you know, for if my number gets called, that I can go out there and try to perform as best I can. You played for some great managers. Yeah. Where does Bochy rank? But <laughs> I've gotten to play for, I'm so lucky, I've gotten to play for so many old school managers and, uh, you know, Bochy's just got his own personality, you know, and he just, he, he's, he's never, you know, he never gets too high, never gets too low. He's, just, he's a calming presence. Uh, and it's just the team vibes with that. You know, the team gets it and it, he just, he pushes the right buttons for us and he gets us to play our best baseball. Last question, Evaldi. Here's a guy that was injured, missed more than a month came back without a rehab assignment. Right. He's now finally finding his form. What have you seen over the last 
several starts where he has progressed to this level. Yeah, he's just getting in rhythm. Uh, you can just tell with all of his pitches, he's able to sequence and just understands how to throw strikes. And him and Jonah are just really working well together and sequencing lineups. And uh, we're seeing the best Eovaldi right now. Max, we look forward to seeing you in the ALCS. Thank well, appreciate you. it. Thank you. Back to you. Kenny, thanks. Uh, Max, thanks, too. I, I don't know. He sounded more... He sounded more like I'm going to pitch in that interview than he did in the group setting. I'll, I don't, I'm, maybe I'm reading into it, but he said it. I think it's going to be hard to keep him off. I really do. And I think the challenge is there. Derek, something that you brought up earlier when we're talking, sim game is going to be the same. He'll, he'll be all right. He, say, he said it. He right? said he gets a chance to throw tomorrow in a controlled setting. And controlled settings is not the ALCS. And, and one thing is, is I want to see Max you Scherzer pitch. We all do. I think he's going. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I, I think he's going unless they just won't, let him, they won't allow him to do it. But he's one of my favorite pitchers to watch because, like I said, he, he's a bulldog. And he goes after you. He challenges you. Um, but I just want to make sure he's healthy because yeah. it's, it goes beyond, as a baseball fan, this goes beyond just one or two games in the ALCS. In, in, a, in a sport where we have seen – I don't want to say devalued starting pitching, but not, not the, the old-school Bulldog. If the Rangers could have Ivaldi and Scherzer back-to-back, that's about as good as you get, right, in terms of guys that give me the ball, throw a gazillion pitches, I'm not coming out of the game type stuff. And, and the irony to think that Scherzer and Verlander started with the Mets and may face each other yes. in the next few weeks is kind of interesting. But I think, look, fellas, Scherzer's all of our favorites. I mean, yeah. he's unbelievable. You can't say enough great things about him. But. This is up to the doctors, and you got to protect him, like you said, from himself. Tomorrow he's going to feel great. He's going to break a sweat. He's going to throw 92-94. But the question that we all have to ask ourselves, better the Rangers, is do you take a flyer, rest him, and get him really ready for the World Series? That's a gamble. That's their call. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. There's one other thing. I think it depends on who they play as well. Mm. Why? Well, look, if, you're, if they're playing Houston, warm weather. Oh, good point. Back Inside. and forth. As opposed to going up to Minnesota where it could be 40 degrees, it's a little different. So I think okay. you got to wait to see who you yeah, play first. Good point. I'll tell you one thing. Yep. What you got? I don't know if he's going to be in the next round, this round coming up. Yeah. But if a worst serious situation shows up, I guarantee you 100% that he's going to take his chances. This man has not won a World Series yet. No, Max won it with the Nationals. Oh, yeah, with the Nationals. Yeah, yeah okay. He with the, he's with going the for Nationals. his second one then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're, well, we'll see. I mean, we'd all love to see him pitch. Hopefully he can do it, and we'll find out. Let's switch gears talk about the Orioles, guys, right? Yeah. You get lost because they got <laughs> swept here. Uh, team hadn't gotten swept in 91 consecutive series, an unbelievable mark until this postseason series. And it really was a remarkable year. Let's hear from their manager, Brandon Hyde. We're supposed to win 76 games. We won 101, won the American League East. Proud of, really proud of our group. Um, they defied all the odds. Nobody gave us a chance. Uh, they got, these guys played their butts off for six months. We just, we just didn't play well for these la- these last three, unfortunately. And um, but it's definitely a successful season, and these guys are gonna be really good going forward. Yeah, I mean, and Brandon Hyde did a great job. Look, this is a team that was at the perennial cellar, right? You're talking about a hundred-loss team. They have been good in a long, long time. Hadn't made the playoffs since 2016. And they met every challenge this year, Alex. I mean, every they were, you know, chasing the Rays. They overtook the Rays in the big series in September. Tampa won the first two, and you're like, oh, boy. They responded by winning the next two. Fortunately, they had three of their worst games of the year back-to-back-to-back to back to back in the postseason. What do you take from their overall year? I mean, there's so much to take from this year. I'm so proud of this Orioles team, the way they went about it. Uh, I couldn't say enough nice things, but here's where I'll start. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a bunch of great young players, more on the way. I think that front office is going to look at this roster and add some veteran leadership, perhaps add an arm or two. Uh, the big closer will come back, not this year, the next year, so they're still young in that kind of four- or five-year window. And as you see the Yankees and the Red Sox kind of running in place, I think they're going to have an opportunity to do some really good things here, Poppy. I totally agree with you, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to give you a lot of credit to the Baltimore Order because, guys, these guys came up and win it all in, a, in the toughest division in the American League. Mm. That is hard to do, especially without veteran leadership. These guys, all young, with a young manager, they put it all together throughout the season and got to this point right here. I will say this, next year, look out with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm. I agree with what Brandon Hyde said. This is just the beginning for them. Mm. I mean, they're just, they're just getting started here. They have more guys coming through the minor league system. So I think it, it, it just appeared – 
in this particular series, for whatever reason, they seemed overmatched, mm. especially today with Eovaldi. We talked yeah. about this, you know, backstage. And the thing where I think they were going to have to make some offensive adjustments because when you're in the postseason, you cannot take that many strikes. Mm. I mean, it was amazing to see that Eovaldi had 0-2 counts on six hitters for the first time through the lineup, six times the second time through the lineup, and two times the third time. It's impossible to take that many pitches and fall behind great starters in the postseason. Like Baltimore, it's just a, it's, it's a tough assignment. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think, too, like the one thing is when you're looking at this young team, you know, went out and got, uh, you know, looking for help at the trade deadline. Well, you look at the Rangers did. Everybody they got contributed. They got uh, Flaherty, Jack Flaherty of St. Louis. It didn't work out. They didn't have a great tenor with them. And they didn't have that veteran guy. They didn't have the veteran starter to really kind of lean on in that point. But, yeah, listen, this is a young team that's had a lot of talent. You would expect they'd be back next year. Just a tough finish for them getting swept. Now it's our favorite segment, our favorite America's favorite game show, really. And we should explain how this works. Poppy, Alex, we're, we're veterans to this. Derek, this is a game show we play. And what we do is we have real items that were purchased by our staff online. And you have to guess how much. You know, if the person is closest to the answer... Uh, gets a chance to keep the item. So, guys, yeah, I think it sounds like you guys are bored. Um, <laughs> well, I will say if you do come, if you do come back tomorrow, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play. Guess how much? Oh, baby, here we go. It's everyone's favorite game show. Guess how much? And we've got some great items to bid on today. Now, here's how we're going to do it. We'll start with the first right? We have three great items today, fellas. The first one. Oh, this is a gem. It's the A-Rod Celebra Duck. Oh, God. Alex Rodriguez is a rubber ducky. I mean, who wouldn't want this floating around your tub? Me. <laughs> this, do you remember this item, Alex? I really do Have don't. you ever seen it before? No. That, is, that's been a... Uh, is this real? It's a real item that someone bid on, the A-Rod Celebra Duck. It's a rubber ducky uh, A-Rod in Rangers uniform. Mm. I don't think it costs $250 million to get either. So, I have no idea. This is a tricky one. Derek's first guess. A lot of pressure on the hmm. captain. Poppy. Poppy's usually pretty good at this game, so I feel confident. Alex is hit or miss. Okay. Well, Alex, let's start with you. It is your item, the A-Rod Celebra Duck. I really want this one, Kevin. Okay. There's mine right there. $200? Are you mine? You think yes. someone paid on, $200 to get that? I want to win to make it explode and go is away. Is that because of the inflation? Yes. <laughs> Good point. No, this oh. is pesos. Dominican pesos, oh, Poppy. Okay, okay, okay. That may be that an aggressive That means $1.99, uh, people. All right. Well, Poppy, I, I don't... Inflation is killing us, by the way. I don't think your guess could be any higher than that. What, what, what is your guess for the A-Rod Celebra Duck? $3.99. Wow. $3. That seems more in realm of what it could possibly be. Mm. All right. So, Derek, you've got a wide range to choose from here. What is your first guess... Six fifty, very reasonable, very nice no rating too. From the, um, the answer for the A Rod Celebrity Duck is what is it? Eighteen seventy two, which means Derek Jeter is the winner. Thank you so much. The A Rod. Hey. Oh, 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 no, Karen, help oh, us out. I dropped the Celebrity Duck. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay, Derek. Okay. You might have a couple bunches of bruises. There it is. It's on the floor. E three. Uh, all right. Well, good news. Don't worry. We have something even better for our next item. Well done, hey, Derek. Hey, which one of your kids is getting that, DJ, right there? Halloween. Oh, <laughs> That'd be a great gift. <laughs> it's a great gift. Halloween, <laughs> baby. Uh, Guys, you ready? It's Cheaters Frosted Flake Cereal. Hey, hey, who's hey. this? This is a collector's item. And here's the best part. First of all, this handsome young man. Look at the man. hair. Look at the hair. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a good look from the captain. And the expiration, best if used by October of... 2000. So it's, wow. I'm sure it'll taste great. Can I but, eat it? Yeah. Can you try it? You certainly can. So the Jeter Frosted Flakes and the nutritional facts, are nutritional facts still valid after 23 years? Or is that, no. Probably not. This is, this is impressive. I mean, you could eat the cereal. You could frame the box. Statue of limitations. Yeah, I think so, too. This is a great item. I can't believe someone found this. And you can throw up right afterwards. Yeah. So, well, Derek, there um, we go. it is your item. And, uh, you know, there's an opportunity here. One of 50 autographed jerseys, if you could look inside, which will be interesting to see. What would you bid on your cereal? Buy one, get one free. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. <laughs> well done. 
Oh, hey, okay. Poppy, what do you got? Buy one, get one free. 15, 34. 34. Yeah. You know, an interesting 34, 34 cents kind of one. throwing me off. You know what I'm saying? That must 15, be like bodega. 30, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Al, what do you got here? Number two, Jeter for $9.99. $9.99, and the duck was $200. <laughs> you know exactly. All right. Uh, Guess how much? What's the answer for the Jeter cereal? Oh, boy. Thirty-four seventy-six. Poppy had a number right, but the back end of you that. had the sense right. I had the opposite right. The mentalist. Right. But you know, right Poppy, there. I think uh, you know, I think you deserve it. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Are you going to try some? I'm going to have my breakfast already. All set. <laughs> yeah, no chance. All right, the last item. Good job there, Poppy. This is. Uh, well, I kind of feel like I need a hazmat suit after touching this one. It's the Big Poppy plush oh. toy. Now, here's the thing. It looks like it's been licked and eaten by multiple animals. Like, yeah. There's, like, stains on it. There's fur on it. I'm not sure where this item was picked up from, but I'm not sure I want to know either. Is it used? I, I feel like it's used. I feel like it's used. Um, the Big Poppy plush toy with a kind of yellowish Red Sox jersey on. But the very real, uh, real-like features with the nice beard. I think the beard looks good. No earrings in this, though. Um, listen, I think it's a toy that any kid would love to snuggle with at night. Derek, how are you enjoying your first game of Guess How Much? You like I it? told you it's probably going to be the last time. Yeah, well, well you know what? That's okay. We'll have some, <coughs> it's, it's, it's been a long day. <laughs> it has. It has. You think? Derek, would this look good as you drive away in your wagon here tonight? Next to you. Uh, under, under the, under the tire? <laughs> yeah, yes. Perfect. All right, Poppy, it's your Come item. on, man. <laughs> I'm going to let you start off the bidding on the Poppy plush toy. Where'd you get that from? I did not get it anywhere. But one of our staffers named Bardia did buy it online. Barty! I feel bad about myself. <laughs> What's that? That's a price of zero for Big Poppy. Seriously. Alex, Silence of the Lamb, 34-34, going with the 34 theme. 34-34. Silence of the Lamb. Derek, 19.99. I got to admit, these prices are all higher than I envisioned. What is the price of the Poppy Price toy? What is it? Derek, you got it. One penny off. Get this. Huh? What? The Poppy Plus toy goes to the captain. Wow. That's so excited, man. Well done. Wow. Throw me that. Throw me that. Hey, what kids is going to Oh, oh <laughs> no. The disrespect. Well, well I have to say. But... <laughs> oh, no. Are you going to try whoa, some? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm taking yours home. Try it. You said it was going to be good, Poppy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well. That'll do it for another edition of Guess How Much. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks Anybody for playing along. Milk? See you when I see you.